Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, and we do have a guest with us today, but Kelly, how are you doing? What is the book that you're reading right now? I know you're always reading something. What are you, uh, what kind of content are you consuming this week? Well, first of all, this is, I'm choosing to be great today. I'm choosing okay. to be great, right? I heard, Navy Seal, I heard a Navy SEAL speaker um, talk about, um, by the way, these guys, when it comes to motivational messages or speeches, oh my goodness. This guy was speaking. I, it wasn't in person. It was over like a Zoom. Um, but he was giving a little uh, motivational um, speak about, you know, your your self-development and that sort of thing and extreme ownership. Wow. Like he's talking about buds, you know, their school they go to to try to become a Navy SEAL and and what they have to go through. And I knew, you know, I knew it was hard. I knew a little bit about it. Obviously, I've heard or read books, whatever. But he went in a little, a uh, little more in depth uh, on some things they have to do. And I, I had no idea. Like, I mean, it, it's, I could, Intense. I was getting like anxious just hearing what they had oh, to do, gosh. right? And I, and I consider myself a pretty ferocious, you know, a lot of grit type person. And I, I would, uh, I don't, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know if I could do it. I, I think I could, but I don't know. That's why right? they like need really great. Um, motivational speakers to keep people yes. in it and going. Cause otherwise, yes. man, I don't know how you could. Yeah. But he talked about, um, you know, talked about accepting failure and that you can be the number one person in, in seals at buds, right? You can win every single race and guess what? No one cares. Mm -hmm. No one's going to tell you, no one's going to tell you good job. No one's going to pat you on the back. You just, but you won and, and it's noted, but on a sheet of paper somewhere or something. Right. But, but no one, no one tells you anything. And, and a lot of people choose to be mediocre in this life because they don't have mental grit. They do not train their brain and their, to basically tell them that they can be uncommon. The, the, one, of the, one of the quotes he said is that something along the lines of, you know, Navy SEALs are nothing but common men or women that achieve uncommon results. Common means anybody could do it. Even me could do it if you train your brain, train your mind, because it's that powerful that you're going to do it, that you will do it, and you will not accept, you know, anything but whatever your goal is to achieve. So it is fascinating, right? I, I, my, I mean, I goosebumps stand up. I'm like yesterday going, yeah, I'm going to, you know, and so like every day you got to choose. He goes, you're at war every day. Now, not real war, clearly, but you're at war every day with yourself to not become mediocre. You're at war with yourself every day to not become mediocre. And so every day you could choose to crush it one day, but then the next day, guess what you got to do? You're supposed to crush do it all it over again. again. Yeah. So how do you maintain that and sustain that over a long period of time? Like the only way you can do it is by training your mind. That's the only way. And then of course, having a big why, right? And it's all part of it, right? Having a big why, big reason to do what you do. Uh, so, so you'll achieve that goal. Uh, and most of these goals are obviously long-term goals. Anything worthwhile doing takes a long time to do. So anyways, I wasn't even going to go there, but like you, you mentioned how am I doing? Well, I, I asked content. Is it, yeah. So I mean, hey, that's some good content you've been picking up lately. I just, for some reason, I said, you know, I'm going to choose. I'm going to say I'm choosing to, to, be, to be great today. 
because that's what it is. That's really literally what it is. Do you let your circumstances of what just happened over the last two hours today choose how good you're going to be today? Or do you say, you know what, no matter if they're great or if they're bad, I'm still choosing to crush this day and to do, do great things no matter what that is that looks like. So I just encourage everybody out there right now, if you just say, you know what, this is hocus pocus and you get off the podcast, it's probably not the podcast for you. But if you have, if you're short on time, you got to go right now, you just got the, some good nuggets. There's, there's better stuff coming up here, but that's some good nuggets in just like, you know, I don't know, a minute or two. So there you go. Oh, by the way, the, uh, the book that I'm reading, this is fantastic too. The end of the world is just the beginning. Fantastic. Long okay. read. I'm not done with it yet. The end of the world is just the beginning. And what it, this, this is not a spoiler alert because there is so much in here, but would you agree or not agree that 95% of Americans are walking around with their head completely in the sand? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I think so too. And I'm, I don't think I'm crazy, but sometimes I'm a little crazy. Right. So I think that that's the, that's the case and that people are walking around with their heads in the sand, just, you know, ignorance is bliss. Cause it kind of is uh, in many, many ways, but this guy talks about a lot of demographics across the world and how with demographics, populations uh, and, and, and different, you know, decades and in, in, in through history time and what, whatnot, how certain countries um, will potentially be very relevant in the near future, the longer future or not relevant at all. That maybe are very relevant today. And a lot of it, you know, goes outside of whatever government policy it is that that country has. It's, it's strictly looking at things based upon like demographics, geographical location within the world. Uh, like, like culture. No, like, yeah. Um, previous wars they fought and, and, you know, uh, some of it is political because like China, right. They had, they had, they had, uh, uh, people don't probably know this, but they had like, you know, um, abortions where they were basically like killing a lot of females. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunate. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they had, they just, they, they, on purpose, right. Cause they wanted this bigger male population. I don't know. I don't pray for army, the army or something. I don't know, but like, that's what they wanted. And so now that's going to be a problem in the future, not tomorrow, mm-hmm. not next year, but it's going to be a problem with their because you got to have population growth to continue to be like a, a world player, you know, on stage. Well, so with China, I think it was to control the population. That's what it was, is they were getting too out of control. And so they said, you can only have one child and everybody wanted, you know, to carry on the family name. The the boy usually grows up and then they take care of the parents and stuff. So people, I mean, probably forced and people were just choosing, like if they, they had a girl, it was like, oh my gosh, that's the only kid we can have. And it's yeah. a girl. So that sounds like my kind of book, Kelly. I'm all into oh, that. Oh, it's been, so. and then like you know why why Japan is is done. Japan's done, not right now, but they will be on the world stage. Um, but also too, what's what's been keeping them um, holding on for so long, right? Like things like the fact that their geographical terrain in terms of how their island sits, you know, with with the the fact that it's very hard to invade if somebody wanted to. That's why the Americans didn't do it in 1945. That's why they dropped the bomb instead, right? Because it had been very, very challenging, despite the overwhelming maybe numbers on the opposite side. So there's just so many, you know, fascinating things about this. But you, you, you should want to know that no matter what business you're in, especially in real estate, because that's going to dictate trends. So when someone says, "Hey, how's the market next year?" First of all, no one knows, and that's that's challenging to do. But how it might be in 10 years compared to on the world stage compared to other you know countries, that could give you some insight. He talks about the millennials, right? Millennials, you know, were, were, are a big uh, part of the population. Well, when will the vast majority of them be hitting the workforce? 2030s. That could be a very good thing on the world stage, you know? And, and so it's just, I won't, I won't say any more because you guys need to read it, but it's fascinating, right? And I'm only about a third of the way through. Okay. So there you go. All right, here we go. 
All right. <laughs> Kelly is tons oh. of content for you. Listen to Woo. some Navy SEAL uh, motivational stuff and read um, The End of the World is Just the Beginning. The End of the World is Just the Beginning. All right. There you go. All right, Trevor, welcome to the podcast. We haven't, we haven't got to say anything yet. <laughs> Kelly went yeah. off. No. How are you doing? Thank yeah. you. We do have yeah. Trevor here today. We got Trevor Devney. He is an insurance agent with Milestone Insurance, and we are excited to get into things with him. And we'll talk about how that relates to real estate because it does very closely. But first, Trevor, I want to know, what are you reading? So right now I'm reading a book called Rejection Proof. Um, it's actually very interesting. So my aunt gave it to me a couple of years back and it just kind of sat on the shelf for a little bit. Um, but I decided to pick it up. Um a week or two ago at this point and kind of start diving into it. I'm almost completed with it, but it's a great book really about how, um, you know, an individual comes from a family where it's very high pedigree, high um, crust in what they do and things like that. Well, he decides not to kind of go the path that his family wants him to go, um, does some other things. And then basically he gets, he gets just run down by rejection a lot. Right. It's one of his major, um, negatives about him if you could say that what he does is he goes on a hundred day journey to basically find a no right? oh wow i love that um he kind of yeah yeah it's very interesting so it kind of goes all about to you know um him going to uh, a house down in dallas on a random saturday afternoon when the dallas cowboys are playing right just knocking on random doors saying hey can i play soccer in your backyard right just to find that no and ask really why why did you tell me no? Um, and I think that's that's really the main root of the book there is, is just trying to figure out why, right? Because once you start going through the book and start kind of taking a look at your life, you realize that the no that you got may not be directly presented from you, but there's a whole world of these outside factors and really that you don't even know, right? Um, so it's a very interesting book and it almost changed your perspective a little bit to, to, to kind of take a little bit more of a holistic approach to things rather than specified, let's go right to point A to point B. Rejection proof. Yep. Yep. Rejection. Oh, I'm going to read that. I had not read that great. one. And that's, oh, it's, it's it. so good. Okay. That's going in the audible account for our team. We're going to have a book club. We're in it. Perfect. All right. Perfect. All right. Love it. Great. Well, now that you guys all have your, um, you know, your month's worth of content um, that you should pick up and read and listen to and all of that right now, let's kind of dive into into the podcast. We want to talk, well, we have talked a lot about um, in various podcasts, relationships, right? Relationships are super, super important. We've talked about relationships with your lender, relationship with, you know, various vendors. I think a couple of times ago, we talked about like builders and, you know, their salespeople and stuff like that. Um, one we haven't touched on though is insurance. And I think that as with any, any relationship in real estate, it's really important to find, you know, your one person or your go-to person that can, that you can refer out to, um, can help you understand to answer uh, questions for clients better everything like that. So today we're going to get a, get into that, into why you should have a, a trusted uh, insurance person in your, in your little black book of, of friends. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's so true. You really should guys. First of all, you should always have your, your, uh, your team assembled. And when I say team, you know, obviously I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of building a real estate team, but, but if you don't have that, forget that for a second, you should have your team of vendors slash partners that help you sell more real estate. But really, how do you do that? You do that by servicing your clients 
at a very high level, which means you have to have good partners around you. So insurance is one of those. We, a lot of times we know title slash escrow. We know lenders, um, maybe a home inspector. Those kind of like the big three, but you have home warranty companies and you have contractors and things of that nature. But rarely do people talk about insurance. Now, I know lenders typically, you know, are kind of a little more, you know, hand to hand with the uh, insurance guys and gals, but um, real estate agents should be more proactive on that, in my opinion, um, like we are. So we partner with um, Trevor and Milestone Insurance. Um, he has several people that he works with, um, actually more than that, on that make up Milestone Insurance. And um, we are a, a joint venture um, with Trevor and his company. And it is awesome. Um, and it's awesome primarily because we have someone in our corner that is able to do a lot of things that we don't have to worry about doing. And we know that when he calls them, he'll take great care of them. And try, ideally try to save the money. That's, that's the whole point, right? Try to save the money. So, so Trevor, thank you for joining us on our podcast today. And um, I'll ask you just some questions here that I want to dive right in, but let's just, let's just do just that. So that being said, Trevor, you know, real quick, just the background, how did you get to be in insurance and why? So if you ask anybody in the insurance industry why they're in insurance or how they got there, they'll straight up tell you I fell into it. Um, that's every single body. Nobody ever really grows up thinking it's what I want to do, right? I grew up thinking I wanted to be a fighter pet, fighter pilot jet or fighter jet pilot. Sorry about that, right? So, um, you know, it was one of those things where it was after college, the path that I decided to go through during college, agricultural wise, really quite working out. I didn't see myself being in there in the absolute long run of things. Um, so I really just opened up my horizons of looking for, for a career path. Right. Um, I was with farm bureau for about a year and a half, two years on the captive side of things. That's how I got into it. Um, and I learned a lot truly from that experience. Um, we are a contracted, you know, agent at that point. So we've got all, all the freedom in the world that we want. Right. And that, that's something that's super important to me. Um, I don't have any kids yet, but you know, when I do have kids, I really want to be present in their lives. So, um, just having it where it's flexible enough for me to do what I need to do outside and keep that work-life balance is super important to me. Um, and the other thing too, is that a lot of times insurance is commission-based. Right. So I'm a, I'm a true believer of you get what you get. Right. You work for things and you get that. Um, so being commission based, it is I really can't be upset at anybody else if my paycheck isn't where I want it to be besides myself. Right. <laughs> kind of going along the accountability that we were touching on a little bit earlier. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. And I did even take a little break. I moved up to Colorado for a winter. I was a ski instructor up at Keystone and came back um, and I decided, you know, this, this is where I want to be. I love insurance. I love interacting with individuals. Um, I like learning the stories and I just love being of assistance, right? Period. At the end of the day, I just truly like helping people. That's how I can sleep at night. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, the insurance field gives me flexibility for things. It gives me the human touch that I kind of need in my life to have other people. Um, but at the same time, it also keeps me accountable, right? Because I get paid what I earn. It's not, so, I'm just sitting on the couch or anything. So first of all, that's a great title from Keystone Ski Instructor, instructor yep. to insurance agent, right? Like what, what a, <laughs> that's awesome. Absolutely. Okay, so, so real quick, Trevor, uh, explain real quick the difference between active or I should say independent and captive uh, insurance and, and yeah, what absolutely. you feel so, is the best one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So captive is, you know, the state farms out there, right? State farm, farmers, farm bureau, things of those nature where they are really constricted to one policy. 
that's it. Um, independent side is we're basically brokerage, right? Which is the nice thing. The, the good thing about independence is we actually work for the customers, not the carrier, right? Because if the carrier is not doing what we want it to for the customers, guess what? We've got another 20, 30 that we could put you with, mm. you know, and we'll find something that's good for you, period. Um, instead of making one policy, f- making, yeah, basically making you fit into a policy, we make the policy fit around you um, on the independent side of things. So especially, you know, with rates and everything, they're always adjusting, period. So um, they never really go down. They always go up. So if you do go up, you know, say sign me up for a policy two, three years go by, hey, I noticed my policy went up 30% this year. Oh my gosh. I, let's take a look into what other options we have right now. Um, so we've got a lot more options for you, a lot more flexibility on that side of things. And really at the end of the day, independence the route to go. Um, just because, you know, as the customer, you get multiple options, right? Mm-hmm. You've got multiple avenues to walk down. In my position, I can truly work for the client, not that carrier, um, which is which is great for me. I don't like being tied down or having to do something, right? Especially if it's not the best thing for the client. So yeah. um, it really lets me focus on the needs of the individual, not the carrier. Got it. Okay. So there's there a show on the Discovery Channel, I think, a while back, um, or some channel called Mythbusters. Yes. Right? I'm not sure you guys remember that. So we're going to play Mythbusters right now. Let's is there more it. than one? I can think of one right now. I'm just going to tee up on this one, Trevor. But like um, the whole thing, when you, the whole concept of, uh, of if I sign uh, with a uh, policy uh, advisor or independent insurance agent, whatever, right? And it's a policy and I pay 12 months up front or six months, or whatever it is. And away we go and it's with some company. And all of a sudden, I find out I can go with this other company and I can pay less. Can someone just switch anytime they want to without penalty and hassle? Yeah, about 98, 99% of the time, absolutely, right? There are one or two carriers out there, like Progressive, if you sign up for a six-month policy, it's your first term with them. Um, if you're doing monthly, say you cancel that policy halfway through the month, you won't be returned that uh, amount, basically, because that's kind of their captive of it. But other than that, I mean, it's about a 99% chance where we can just roll you on over, you'll get a refund check for the premium you've already paid, and everyone's happy, right? You get a little okay, so- bit so is, there any down, so is there any downside then to having somebody just get a quote from another insurance agent uh, anytime? No, absolutely not. There's never a downside, right? Um, you know, you being the client, you got to make an, an informed decision, right? The best way to do that is to get multiple sources telling you the same thing. That That's how you get to that informed decision. So, um, you know, there really is no downside to shopping around. There's no penalties to it. It doesn't affect your rating, doesn't affect your premium, anything like that. That's outstanding. Can you think of any other myths that someone might think of when it comes to insurance? Yeah. So um, one one that I get a lot is, you know, the towing and labor coverage, right? Um, a lot of people think that they're not going to be rated for it if they use it. And that that's really false. Um, if you use your towing and, you know, coverage, roadside assistance, things like that. If you use it once a year, you should be fine. Don't worry about it. If it's two, three times a year, well, they're going to start rating um, so instead of doing that, you could always go to AAA, get a membership, do their roadside assistance. Their basic plan is 60, 70 bucks um, for the full year. And it protects you against, you know, three, four, five years of premium increases after using those towing and roadside services. Interesting. That's, that's a good one. That's good. How about, yeah. Um, how yeah. about, and uh, that always catches a lot of people off guard as well. 
Yeah. How about umbrella policies? I bet you a lot of people don't have those. Do you think those are very important? Oh, yeah. 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 I think umbrella policies are, are almost crucial. Um, every every client I have, every prospect, I definitely ask and we have that station. Right. Um, umbrella policies are really just an excess of liability. Um, so, you know, you've always got your liability coverages and limits on your home and auto um, coverages there. But the umbrella is really just excess of that. So, you know, say you've got 100000 on your home liability, which is low, um, you know, and you do have an umbrella, somebody trips, falls, hit breaks, hit goes, well, it's probably going to be a little bit more than that 100, um, especially if they had some back issues as well. So um, that's where that umbrella really kicks in and really protects you against the run of things in those bigger instances, right? I mean, insurance is not for the little, oh, I was going two miles an hour and I backed up into a pole. I've got a scratch on my bumper. That's not what it's there for. It's there for situations that are big, made get you back on your feet as soon as possible. Got it. That's fascinating. Okay. So on the real estate side, I know there's a couple of things that, that um, you can, what can you do? Why is it important to have a, an insurance partner if you're a real estate agent, you know, um, and what are some things that you can do to maybe, I don't know, uh, just assist with um, helping make a real estate agent's life a little easier when it comes to helping them with, them with their business and their clients. Yeah, absolutely. So, on the real estate side of things, I mean, to be honest, you can't close on a home. doesn't matter if that's the loan or real estate side of things if you don't have insurance, right? So to put it as cut and simple, it's right there. You got to have insurance to close. Um, With a loan, right? If, you, if it's cash, yeah. you could, right? Yeah, then you're good. Then you're yeah, good. Cash. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that is one of the things there. But on the other side, it, it's always good to have somebody that can pull clue reports, right? See the... Um, claims that have been on the home the past five, seven years. That's always crucial to know, right? Um, other than that, really just having another trusted source is always a good thing, right? Connections are what make people successful. Um, you know, I'm sure you've heard it. It's not what you know, who you know type of situation. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where I, yeah, I've got people, hey, guys closed in in a week, his insurance policy fell through last minute. Is there any way you can get this done right now? Yes. You know, um, I can push stuff off for an hour and a half, finish that after work, after hours, you know, at home. But let's let's get this taken care of right now for you. So just that piece is really a crucial part in my mind. That's huge. Okay. And and where are you um, in Milestone? Where are you guys licensed? And, and so if there's an agent that's outside of, you know, Arizona here, um, what, what are the states you're, you're licensed in? Because maybe they are looking for a good insurance partner. And, and I'm assuming you'd be willing to obviously talk to them, maybe take them on, correct, to be an extension of their oh, team? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we'd love to help out any way we can. So right now, Milestone is licensed in Arizona, Nevada, Iowa, and Indiana, right? Um, so some of the bigger states there. But we are part of a CJIG group, um, which is licensed in about 32 different states. Oh, so wow. Um, yeah. So with that being said, if out of those four states still contact us, right. We've got, um, a couple different other agencies that are under that umbrella that really can get to that area. And if not, like we won't do Florida, we won't do California. That's just too hot for anything insurance right now. Um, a lot of quotes are even getting denied down there. So, but yeah, the four main states are Arizona, Nebraska, Iowa, Indiana, but then we also have those auxiliary kind of outlets for anything else. Okay. 
Well, so I tell you what, guys, if, if you're in one of those four states and you're looking and, and you're the right partner, the right fit, obviously it has to be a good fit for um, for Milestone and a good fit for you. Um, yep. But if you are and you're looking to possibly um, start an insurance business and you want the easy button and not have to you know, go do it from scratch, contact Trevor, uh, contact Milestone, because there's a chance that possibly uh, you could jump into some sort of, um, you know, joint venture opportunity um, and 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 start uh, having a, a another business in which you are um, not operating within or you have to worry about selling real estate. Um, they take care of all the insurance stuff. You just um, are potential, potentially maybe a partner in terms of, you know, your clientele's getting your clientele's and clients getting um, extra quotes and things of that nature with milestones. So keep that in mind, guys. Give us a call uh, if that's something that, that would maybe interest you. And, and I'm sure we'd, uh, Trevor would be happy to have a conversation with you. So Trevor, um, this has been great. Uh, I want to ask the question. Uh, now, what's one thing, what's one tidbit that maybe you could give somebody even though they're maybe in the real estate industry, right? Not insurance, but maybe it translates that they could maybe implement in their business and, and as a takeaway to start implementing in the next week or so uh, that they should probably take action on quickly. Absolutely. So, you know, just basic person related, you know, um, one little tidbit is to go shop, shop around, get some different rates, right? Um, on the personal side of things, it's never a bad idea. Trust, but verify type of rule there. Um, on the business side of things, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy of effective meetings, right? So here we've got two meetings every day, one at nine, one at one, and they last no more than 15 minutes. It's a quick, here's where everyone's at. Here's the numbers for the week. Um, this is what we're going to push through for the rest of the day, or this is what we're going to get through today type of situation. But just having everybody on one playing level field really, really helps the team just coerce together things done at a lot more effective, effective rate. I love that. Um, uh, uh, a meeting rhythm, right? That's consistent. Yep. Um, love yeah, that. Very oh, consistent. consistent and, not, and not um, excessive for no reason. Cause we've all no. been there where it's, we're at a yep. meeting and there's nothing. And so <laughs> you're just trying to come up with other things and just kind of wasting everybody's time. So oh, a good yeah, effective yeah. meeting rhythm keep them short. If they, if they're only this short, keep them that short. You don't need to drag them on for any other reason. So that's awesome. No. And so, and sometimes they only last five minutes, right? But that's just that little bit of confirmation in the back of our heads that everyone's on the same page still. Let's keep rolling. I love that. That's awesome. One last thing then um, I, I just thought of. So is it, is a general rule of thumb that if you had the same insurance carrier, uh, you know, like progressive or Liberty Mutual, whatever for, a long period of time, the longer period of time, possibly the more you're paying that you could get cheaper elsewhere. Absolutely. Yep. So honestly, and, and I don't they like don't this care at all. About but, loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people sleep on their insurance policies. They really do. Um, and I get it. You know, I've done it as well. So it's the last thing on your mind all the time. And if it's not on your mind, right. A lot of time too. So um, you know, especially on the home product side of things, a lot of these policies have inflation riders built in where it'll automatically increase the value of your dwelling, right? Um, that's good and bad. Good to keep up with the times, but bad because sometimes that percentage rate increase could be just atrocious for what it is. Um, you know, a lot of times if, if I have somebody, a prospect come in, they've been at the same carrier for five years. I'm happy because it's an easy win. Right. Um, they've <laughs> slept on it for so long. Right. And they usually don't know 
going on with their policy anyway. So I really like to take that advisor role, uh, more of an educator role of saying, hey, you know, let's take a look at what you have now. Here's what's going on in your current policy. I did take a look into, I quoted out through all of our carriers. This is my best option. I've also got option B. Let's discuss these real quick and figure out what really suits you the best and which route we're going to go. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Yep. I, all right. Take us home, Elizabeth. That's uh, all well, I have. Uh, I mean, all I have to say is um, I'm actually in the same city as Trevor, so I think that I'm going to have to uh, schedule a meeting because I've had the same insurance for, uh, you know, as long as I've had insurance. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I am. <laughs> Got it all bundled with the house and everything, but uh, I'm, I'm probably losing money, so I need to make a meeting with Trevor. Um, but, yeah, just to kind of wrap this all up, um, as has been a theme in our podcast, as a real estate agent, um, you really do become that trusted advisor for your clients in almost every aspect of real estate, which includes insurance as a part of the process of closing. Um, and so it is really important for you to be able to, to connect to your clients. You're the hub. You got to be the connector. And so that's why it really is important to have an insurance agent that you trust and you know is going to take good care of your clients so that when they ask you, you have somebody ready to go. But with that being said, uh, Trevor, myself as well. But if anybody has any questions about, um, you know, partnering with Milestone, where can they reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can reach me on email at trevor at milestoneinsuranceco.com, right? That's probably the easiest way there. Um, other than that, I do have um, some phone numbers here for you. So the Milestone phone number here, the phone that I've got is 602-341-866, our office number. Or, you know, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, which I've got no problem with, you've always got my personal cell phone number, which is 402-215-6923. That would probably be the best routes to go for for contact. Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on. And Kelly, if anybody has any questions for you about, you know, kind of how you got connected with Trevor, how they can find somebody in their area, um, or anything else real estate related, where can they call you? Yeah, as always, you can shoot yeah, shoot a text, give a call, 480-227-2028. Text is obviously preferred there. Um, but Instagram, Kelly Cook Homes, at Kelly Cook Homes. Check us out on Instagram. And then I just want to make sure Trevor, they heard that right. It was Trevor at Milestone Insurance Co, co.com, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. there's a little co at the end there. Gotcha. All right, perfect. Cool. And um, if you guys are looking to start your real estate team, Further than just, you know, your team of vendors, but actual agents on your team, please go to buildyourrealestateteam.com and follow um, follow along with the guide. Kelly wrote it all out for you so that you don't have to think too hard about it. So go there. And other than that, guys, we will see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Elizabeth. Bye. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook.